are now listening to The Audio Burrito. Take a bite out of something great for your ears. This is The Great Adventure. Hey, 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 what is up, Audio Burrito fanatics, friends and family? We are back again with another great installment episode of The Audio Burrito. So welcome back, guys. And truly, again, from the bottom of my heart each week, if there's just one person that listens to this or 20 people that listen to this, my goodness, my heart is just so full. Thank you for tuning in and just listening to a guy named Breck Arnold speak to a microphone and (laughs) try to get some sort of message out there, my goodness. But today, it is actually May 26th when I am uh, doing this recording, and it is just downpouring outside right now. My goodness. It's just pouring the rain. Cats and dogs right now. You know, that type of thing. (laughs) So it's just pouring right now, but it's all right. We're going to have a great time here at the Audio Burrito. But today, I just want to do something a little bit different this morning. And you know what? I, you know, looked around and I I actually asked some questions of some people and I came up with a list of questions here um, just to do something different, something a little bit fun. So here are some random questions putting me actually on the hot seat right now and asking myself some questions and maybe I'll come up with the best answer that I possibly can just to entertain you guys for a couple minutes before we jump into today's topic, today's full just loaded audio burrito goodness. All right, so let's do this. Let's jump in. Uh, question number one, if you had to work but did not need the money, what would you choose to do? Again, if you had to work but didn't need the money, what would you choose to do? Hmm, man, what what in the world would that look like? I, I feel like, and this is actually something that even my wife knows, this is my bucket list thing one day actually hope to do this and hope to not even need the money from it. Um, if there is even any money in the job, uh, or career, but one day I want to open a coffee shop. I would love to open up just a super cool coffee place where people can come and hang out, get on the internet, do their work, have an awesome cup of coffee, whether the coffee is from Guatemala or Ecuador or just wherever, my goodness. And I would love to serve just the best coffee that I could find from someplace on the planet and um, just have a cool hangout center for, for teenagers and adults alike. So that would be it. If I could work, it would be to run a coffee shop if I did not need the money. Question number two here. What is in your refrigerator right now? What is in your fridge? Um, My fridge right now is packed full of a bunch of gross nothingness. And what do I mean by gross nothingness? I mean by it's nothing that I truly need right now, but it's probably uh, past the due date. (laughs) Like I know for a fact there is a pizza box that is sitting in there that's like a week and a half old. And it, you know, it's one of those things like if you open it up, it's just like a fifth grade science experiment. So that's probably in my fridge right now. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you wanted to know that. Um, Here's the next question. If you were home on a rainy Sunday afternoon, what movie would you most want to see on television? Man, with that, see, I I feel like I don't even watch a lot of TV. Uh, But if I could, I would probably hope that it was something like really cool from like my childhood. Like I love the movie 
uh, hook with Robin Williams, like something like that. That's just a fun, uh, just happy go lucky movie with a good ending. Um, my favorite movie of all time is actually the gladiator, but I feel like that's just too serious to watch on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Uh, so I would just hope for like a good comedy or like I said, something from my childhood. Hmm. Yeah. With that said, here's another question. We'll do a couple more. Where do you not mind waiting? Where do you not mind waiting? Hmm. I would actually have to say the first thing that actually pops in my head. I don't mind to actually wait at an airport. That sounds really weird, <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know. It's just like kind of the anticipation of where you're going to go next is, is not such a bad thing. And so I don't mind if I'm, you know, kind of, you know, at a layover for a few hours, um, and just waiting around. And I also like to just wander around, you know, the airports, uh, before all this crazy COVID-19 junk was going on. And you could just really explore an area that you've never explored before. That's what I would say. So let's see, uh, if you could close one fast food chain due to disgusting food, what would you pick? Man, if I could close one fast food chain for good and put some people out of some jobs, no, I would never do that. But I honestly would have to say the first thing that pops in my mind here would be Sonic. As sad as that sounds, I love their drinks. I, I think that their like desserts and drinks are good, but their food just does not up to par for me. And the last time I had a burger from there, nah, it didn't cut it. It didn't cut it for Breck Arnold standards. So, uh, I would have to say Sonic, sorry, you're getting the, uh, the old ax on this one. I like your drinks, but your food. Nope. Mm -mm, I'd have to shut you down. <laughs> so let's see just a few more. If you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? Boom, right off the bat. I love The Family Matters, the old Steve Urkel show. And I think Carl was his name, the, the cop father. I always I always thought he was just like a well of knowledge and he was always good with his kids. So I would definitely be a part of that family if I could. That would be awesome. And just to have Steve Urkel as a friend, man, that's awesome. That would be so fun. Uh, let's do one more. One more and then we'll jump into our topic for today. Hmm, I'm looking at a couple questions here. What would be the best thing about not having a sense of smell? Oh my goodness, that's that's like weird altogether. What would be the best thing about not having a sense of smell? I don't know. Man, I don't know about that one. Cause I, I, I like smelling. I like I like good smells. I like flowers and and good uh you know, a good cologne or when my wife wears a, a nice perfume that I buy her. I don't know. What's the best thing about not having that though? Uh, you know what? I, I don't even like to answer that one because I've heard that if you like, there's people that really do have a messed up, you know, nose and it actually messes with how their food tastes. And I like the taste of food. So that's my answer for that one. I don't, I don't even want to know what it's like to not have a sense of smell, even though there's some bad smells out there and some people can be rank. You know, <laughs> but yeah. All right. We're moving on. That was today's hot seat little thing right there. But today, guys, we're going to jump into an awesome topic and it is actually called the great adventure. And what do I mean by the great adventure? We're actually jumping into the great commission. And this is actually something that I got to teach to our teen class and it went over pretty well. I thought the uh, the response from the, the teens was pretty awesome. But this is a subject that is not just for teenagers. My goodness, it's for everyone across the board because we 
are a people with a mission. God has designed us with a mission in our heart. Whether you know it or not, it's there. And really, in all honesty, very few people in general on this planet really do and actually, you know, go out and do what they're called to do. And a lot of humans feel that they have no purpose, no mission in life whatsoever. But I actually say, you know what? If you read the Bible, if you draw closer and nearer to God, to the Holy Spirit, you actually find out you do have a pretty incredible mission in life. You do have a pretty incredible purpose for your life. So whether you're listening to this, like right now you're listening to the sound of my voice, I am telling you, you have a purpose. And we're about to uncover that actually today. So that's the thing. Let's jump into this. So can we learn to live life day to day? I'm talking about when you wake up in the morning, you know what it is you were born to do. And the thing is, the words of Jesus on this subject are actually very clear. Yes, we can actually know day to day, morning to morning, what it is that we're supposed to you know, be born for. Jesus is very clear on this subject. In fact, his last words before ascending into heaven, the last kind of lesson that he just dropped on the disciples and on, on us as the people it is amazing. This last chance message that he gets across. I mean, boy, oh boy, are they some good words. The mission statement, it's a lot. It's actually a mission statement for a lot of churches, but I'm saying we need to make it the mission statement of our life, the purpose for living in general. And it's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I'm going to read it right here. And let's see if you catch this. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, so he came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. So right here, so go and make followers of all people in the world, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teach them to obey everything that I have told you to do. You can be sure that I will be with you always. I will continue with you until the end of time. That is the mission, to make disciples, to multiply Christians in the world while we still have the opportunity, while we have breath in our lungs, while we have energy in our muscles, guys, right here, to make disciples. But very often, we, we actually find ourselves distracted from this, this mission statement. We find excuses as to why to not do what he is telling us to do. We're so good at that, aren't we? We love to be too busy to read the Bible or too tired to read the word or too tired or not confident enough to go and speak to that person about Jesus Christ. We love to make just excuse after excuse and distraction after distraction to try to throw us off of this mission statement. And you see, the thing is, I call this the great adventure because guys, God actually has this wide open, amazing life that is for us, that he's giving to us, that is actually full of excitement, full of adventure, full of what you don't know, you know, is around the next corner type of a thing. And he's saying, but if you just live by what I'm trying to tell you to do, guys, it is an adventure. It is exciting because to me, when you actually do get to test your knowledge and test your confidence in the word by talking about Jesus to somebody, man, to me, I just kind of get like an adrenaline rush because it's always 
an unknown thing. Yes, that person might not accept what you're saying right then and there, but you're planting a seed. You're planting a seed that you never know when that seed is going to get watered and it's going to grow in their heart. And you just might be the reason somebody hears the goodness in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they come to Christ later on in their life, maybe all because you just said a couple words to them. So you never know the, the adventure God is going to put you on if you step out into that adventure. You catch that? Because so often throughout the Bible, God has this go mindset, this G-O, this green light go attitude behind his teachings to us. All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, there are accounts of men and women whom God told to, hey, go forth. Go. I'm telling you to go here. I'm telling you to go there. I'm telling you to do this. And the thing is, even in my own life, I've been, you know, to a few different states already in my own ministry and me and my wife and my family, where we've been from Ohio to Kentucky to Georgia. And actually now next, we're going to Texas of all things. My goodness, where will he lead us to next? It's just amazing when you do say, yes, God, I will go where you tell me to go. Guys, it's kind of a dangerous prayer to, to pray, but man, will he take you out of your comfort zone and say, you know what? I will send you. If you want to go, I'll send you. And it's amazing though, just the things that he'll do with that go attitude. And if you accept that go attitude, but I want to tell you a funny story that I heard real quick as we move on to this true story. I actually heard it from a pastor that he was, he was talking about one time. And I'll just kind of do a quick version of this, but it, it, he's, he's actually an English man. I'm, I'm talking about, he's actually from England and he was telling this story about how him and his wife and his two daughters were going to this brand new gym that was built. It was just state of the art and how they would go and work out. And then they would go to like the, the pool area after they worked out. And it was just, just amazing things they had for you there. And he said they ended up finding themselves you know, less at the workout place and more at the pool area as the weeks went on. But they end up going to the pool area this one time and his daughters come up and they're like, Hey dad, we found this, we found this room. It's called the sun shower room. And it's kind of like tanning, like you can get tan in there, but it, it feels like just an amazing summer day when you're standing in this room and it costs a little bit of money, but you just stand there and you feel like the, this wind breeze on you and you hear these noises and it's just an amazing, it feels like you're in the middle of a summer day inside this room. You've got to try it out, dad. And so he's like, oh, okay. You know, how, how do I try it out? What do I do? And they're like, Hey dad, go in there for three minutes. Just stand in there for three minutes. You'll love it. It'll blow your mind. Well, he says he goes there, you know, he, you know, you know, takes off his clothes per se, you know, and, and pays the money, puts on these goggles that they tell you to put on. And then all of a sudden, you know, he suddenly he hears this noise, like, you know, the, the room is like heating up or something and he's standing there and yet he's feeling nothing. He has the goggles on, he's closing his eyes, you know, doing what they told him to do. He's doing a certain pose and nothing. He doesn't feel anything like stands there for three minutes. He's like, man, that was a waste of waste of money. And then he just walks out and he's like, girls, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but that. I don't know. That just wasn't awesome. They're like, how was that not awesome? This is the greatest thing ever. So they come back the next week and he's just hoping they forget, you know, the whole sun shower room thing. But they're like, dad, you've got to try it again. And he's like, what are you talking about? Try it again. I didn't feel anything last time. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Dad, you went three minutes last time. Maybe you need to do longer this week. Do six minutes. 
So, okay, they give him the money. He goes, and he does the same thing. He stands there. You know, he puts the goggles on, shuts his eyes, hears the same noise, stands there for six long minutes, and still he feels nothing. He's like, this is this is so awkward. And just comes out and just, you know, tries to ignore his daughters. And they're like, what do you think? And he's like, girls, honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. I, don't, I just don't get it. And they leave and they actually come back the next week and hoping that they would not even bother him. They do. And he's sitting there and they're like, dad, you've got to do it just one last time. Just do it for us one last time. He's like, girls, it costs a lot of money. I don't want to do this because it's it's like a dollar per minute. And they're like, no, dad, okay, dad, do it for nine minutes. We got the money. Come on, nine minutes. You'll love it this time. So he's like, fine. My goodness, one last time. If you won't bug me anymore, I'll, I'll do it. So he goes back and he's standing there you know, gets his clothes off like he's supposed to standing there doing the, the pose that you're supposed to. Here's the same noise. The room's, you know, supposed to be heating up, puts on the goggles, shutting his eyes. And he says, you know, it, it was kind of, it got a little bright in there, you know? And he's like, you know, I, I think my eyes are, you know, accustomed to this now. And he's standing there and he actually takes off the goggles and opens his eyes. And he, he realizes something. He hears all the noises. He's looking around. And he looks to his right and he he notices there's kind of like a coat hanger, you know, rack thing on the wall there. And he's like, okay, you can put your clothes there and everything, you know. And he, he actually turns all the way around and realizes that there's a door behind him. <laughs> and he realizes that he has not even been going inside the room the entire time. He has actually been in the changing room all this time. So he says he, there's a few minutes left of the sun shower room and he actually steps inside, puts on the goggles and he talk about, wow, he says the, like the, the air that you feel. And yet it, it feels like you're just having the best summer day ever and you're getting tan and oh my goodness. And he said he stepped out and wow, it was amazing. It was amazing. It, like he finally understood what his daughters were talking about. It was the best thing he'd experienced. But the funny thing is, the whole time, all those other times, the weeks prior, he was standing in the changing room. He was not stepping into the room all the way. And is that how it is for us? Are we that hard-headed sometimes that it is actually very clear what God is trying to say and do for us, but yet we are not getting in with him? We are actually staying on the outside in that story there, you know, the benefits of that sunshine room are amazing, but it's the same with God. The blessings he has are amazing. The things he wants to do are astounding, but we stand on the outside and we never get in, in with him. And the thing is, all it takes is one more step. All it takes is that one more final step to get in with him, to get into his presence, but we don't do it. We don't do it. We stand on the outside missing out. We're only getting just a little bit here and there, but we could truly have all the benefits of the amazingness of the, just the most astounding things he has for us. If we take one more step. So as I transition this though, and we're going to quickly come to a close on this again, we saw in that verse that we read where Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. 
All authority has been given to me. He is saying, I am the king. This is my kingdom and this is my command. This is my mission statement. This is my commissioning to you. And he knows what he is saying. He knows what he's saying when he is giving us this adventure, this great adventure. He is saying, yes, I know it's going to be hard. Have you ever played a video game and it was an adventure game? And yes, you, you fought some hard bosses or hard enemies in that video game. Or you've even seen a movie like Lord of the Rings or you saw some type of an adventure movie and they had to fight things along the way. It was a tough battle, a tough road ahead. Guys, that's exactly what it is here. He knows what he is saying to us. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, the adventure is going to be long. It may sound daunting, but all throughout his ministry with the disciples, Jesus knows that they are going to have worries. Anytime we do something for God, it seems to me that God likes to, you know, kind of just take us out of our comfort zones a little bit. And he did the same with his disciples and the people that followed him. He knew as they left everything behind to follow him, they would have worries about food, drink, clothing, money. But that's why Jesus said in Matthew 6, what you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. Then he will give you all these other things that you need. Guys, that right there is seek first the kingdom and then all these things will be added unto you. Imagine if we as a people, we as a church, we as our families and our relationships can all together seek first the kingdom together at the same time. You imagine what we could conquer. Guys, you know what that's saying? If we seek first the kingdom together, we can realize right here that Jesus's last words should be the only priority first, the only priority. And what I'm saying is, is this right here. When you wake up in the morning, when your eyes shoot wide open, that sunlight beaming through your window, before your feet hit the ground, can you give the day to him? That is seeking first the kingdom. That is giving the day to him. Lord, this is your kingdom. You're the king. You've given me a mission. And before my feet hit the ground today, I'm giving this day to you. And I, I'm asking you, God, what kind of mission are you going to place me on today? What person are you going to place in my path today that I could add somebody to the citizenship of heaven today? As we go forward, we need to seek him first. Right there with the moment that we're waking up, we can give the day to him. And then as we step through the front doors and onto the battlefield, we can look to seek and to save those that are lost for him. Guys, that is the mission. That's the great adventure that he's placing us on every single day. Did you know that every day you're on an adventure for Christ? Lord, I want more. I want more of an adventure. I want more exciting things from you. I don't want to be that type of person that is just right there on the cusp, right there on the edge. And I, I, I don't want to be the person that did not take that one more step. Lord, help me to take one more step. Breck Arnold, out. <laughs>